Yo, I'm just tell you right now, if you are not ready to get disgusted today, don't listen to don't listen to this. Go somewhere else. I'm warning you. I'm standing outside of the crime scene saying you cannot see, cannot pass. Don't. You ain't ready for this. Um, no, I just really know that I have something that could make you feel a little uncomfortable because it made me feel uncomfortable. And if you ain't trying to hear it, please, I love you all the same. But I ain't trying to discuss you today. Well, I am. Well, I know I will. But that ain't my intention. So if you ain't ready for that, I'll talk to you another day. But <laughs> happy Independence Day, uh, Mexico. Happy Mexican Independence Day. I'm Letty, half Mexican, half Salvadorian. Um, and yes, today is Mexican Independence Day, not Cinco de Mayo. Uh, so we have a thing. Uh, it's, uh, it's a way of celebrating. It's not even, it's just some shit that we do. And I'm pretty sure there's a history behind it. So my bad if I didn't get it right, cause I'm pretty sure it's like a war cry or something, but it's something called grito, which translated means yell, but it, I can't do it. Basically I can't do it. And it gets me mad that I can't, especially around these moments or like around celebrations. You hear it sometimes in music and, oh, should I try it? Okay. No, I literally stopped myself. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass, I don't disgust you and embarrass myself in front of you. But it's a, okay. It's like the, if you hear it, it's very distinct. So you know what I'm talking about, but I suck at it. Like I suck at whistling. I feel, I feel almost like if I was good at whistling, I'd be good at this too. Because I wonder if it requires the same, like, ability. But I can't do it. Okay. It's this thing. They go, oh, see, it's so bad. It's so, if you hear anybody do it, you're going to be like, dude, she was whack. And I am so whack for that. But a lot of people can do it. I can't do it. And it makes me mad that I can't do it. But shout out to all my Mexican people out there celebrating. And not being rapists and not being criminals, like Donald Trump said. Yo, you see Narcos, by the way? Not to make the connection between Narcos and Mex. No, <laughs> I'm not going to be Trump right now. But I am a little bit. <laughs> My brain went different places. I said Mexican Independence Day. Then I thought of what he said. And then I thought of Narcos. My bad. My bad if I offended anybody with that. But... That show, Narcos on Netflix, if I'm the 5,000th per person that's talked to you about it and you still haven't seen it, that means you need to see it. Um, my boss says something like, if it comes around to me three times, then I should pay attention to it. So if this is the third time or the 500th time, you should check it out. If this is the first time, maybe wait a little. Maybe you ain't the type of person that would be watching it. So maybe wait till two more people tell you to. All right, so Narcos, uh, to show about Pablo Escobar and the shit that went down in Colombia, because shit really went down in Colombia. Um, and I have one complaint before I go on and talk about what I want. I needed to talk about when it comes to this show. My one complaint is that the actor that plays Pablo Escobar, he had, I didn't know this, but I would watch it and it would be very difficult for me to like, really mess with the character and if you don't mess with the main with his character he's one of the main ones so it's hard to get the actual show but he has like a learned spanish like it's not uh it's not a natural spanish like i just i would at at one point i thought that was a colombian accent and maybe that's just how colombians speak but everyone like the rest of his co-stars like they're all in it 
and speak the Spanish that I understand and that I can just, my ear doesn't like stop to. When he talks, my like it's 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 very uh, abnormal for me to kind of process because it's like there's something there. There's like a what's wrong with you there? The Spanish, not him. So I, someone on someone told me on Twitter that I guess he speaks Portuguese in real life and he had to learn span not maybe learn Spanish, but he had to then do Spanish for the show. Now I know a lot of people haven't said anything about it because they probably well. Knowing Spanish and like knowing novelas and everything that's their Spanish soap operas, uh, you can tell like it, it's just in it. You watch Spanish all the time. A lot of people that are list, that are watching it may have subtitles and that's what they're paying attention to. And the like the bad Spanish just kind of goes over their heads. But um, it's like it's like having it's like having someone that has an accent when they speak English or has like choppy English, like it wasn't their first language, like. French was really their first language, but they're speaking English. You could tell just has a little twist to it. Be a main character about a TV show on a TV show about America. Like he'd play, he'd be pro, he'd be playing like someone like mad American. It's just weird. Like it's a, it's a different, like what? You're not even speaking the dialect. If it's dialect, I don't know. It might not be. It's just like, it's a weird little ugh in him that doesn't let me kind of, fully get engulfed into the into the the tv show because i'm too i'm too like damn like it it just it's a little it's disruptive to my hearing to my listening but maybe that's a show i shouldn't be engulfed in because it's about drugs and bad stuff um (laughs) okay so talking about talking about narcos uh i was watching it and I was just watching the whole character of Pablo Escobar. And I was thinking, and the thought came to my head. Because he was public enemy number, like, one to the world, not just Colombia. And and this, this TV show kind of gives him, it gives him his different, like a, a fair amount of the different sides of him, of the good side of him, of the deadly side of him, of the like the genius side of him, of the evil side of him. Like there's so many different and we can feel them and we can see them all. But uh, I, I start to wonder like just with him and just with bad guys in general, people that take on the bad guy role. Do they know that they are the bad guys? Like, to them, are they the bad guys? Because I know a lot of people even praise him. Like, a lot of people praise El Chapo for what they did to the for the country and, and for their people, for the people they cared about. They looked out for them. Uh, but they did some really bad shit, too. So, by the way, I'm not going to say the S word anymore during this podcast. I'm going to try not to because someone had a counter, like, counted legit how many times I said the S word the last time. Last week. And that was like not even episode one. This is episode one. That was episode zero. And I'm cursing. So sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So. Paul Escobar. Does he know he's the bad guy? In life. Did he know? Because I know you do. You know you. You know when you're doing bad things. Like you know when you're shoplifting. You know like when you. It is, but in your heart, is it bad? In more, in morale, is it bad? 
I'll give another example. Uh, I have two friends that don't like each other. And they used to be homies. And friend A, so they're friend A and friend B. So friend, I talked to both of them. Friend A is very, uh, like friend A is more like will tell me the bad stuff that friend B did and how he felt and why is he still doing this or like when friend B says some sly shit because it, damn it, he said the S word, says something sly because they're still around each other, which is crazy, but they just don't like each other. Um, and if I only knew friend A, then I would be like, yo, F that guy. He's a bad guy. He's a bad person. He's evil. But I happen to also know friend B. And from my experience with them, friend B ain't the best person, but he's not a bad person either. Um, but then I think, do on on his end, does he feel like he does he know he's like the bad person that's caused all this? And does he know like, yo, I'm I am this person in this story? Because even okay, taking it even more personal, there was a time where like I was at, at odd ends with my friends, and I really sat back and I really was like. I actually wrote, I wrote this too. I wrote in a notebook that I had in my car. I sat, I sat outside my job and I wrote in my car, I wrote in my notebook asking God, like, am I, am I, am I the bad one? Like, I know my intentions are good, but from what it seems like I have the issue. So am I like am I a am I evil intended or am I malicious without even knowing it? Or is me not knowing it that makes me not the bad person? If I was still malicious, if I knew like, yo, I'm out to get this person and still did it and still was out. Like if I was, damn it, I'm explaining this wrong. <laughs> okay. So I had the conversation with myself. Am I the bad person? Or with God, I wrote it. Am I the bad person? Because I see myself and I know that I am. I know that I don't look at these people like I want to harm them. But at that point in time, they were telling me like, yo, like you hurt, you hurt me. Like you hurt my feelings. And then I'm like, well, am I, was I out for that? To get, to get it on a grander scale. Like with Pablo, he happened to find a way to make money and he found a way in cocaine. Correct. But it just so happens that with cocaine, like, I don't think he set out to be a criminal. He set out to make money. Uh, and I heard that, like, with cocaine, that was kind of just like a, tr like, that was a trend that went on. You didn't really know how grave, like, the consequences were because it was just the start of it, right? So it's like you go into this and it's making you money and then all the other stuff comes with it. All, like, the, the you now you got to kill this person. Now you got to do this. Now you got to, like... Um, cops here and you got to run and all this stuff like you don't set out for that extra stuff like yeah I know you set out for yourself so if he wasn't out for like yo I'm gonna kill people let's find cocaine let's give him cocaine that would be evil intended right that's the bad guy like he know like I want to kill you I know that a gun is gonna kill you and shoot you but he was like yo I want to make money this makes money and his intent was I don't think his intent was to kill people with it I don't know if it was or not but is he still the bad guy? Is he any less of a bad guy? Or is he just, is it just like a victim of the roles we give people? Because we end up giving people roles. Like the bad guy, good guy is for the audience. Because the, like this is what I'm saying, like 
to the bad guy, they could be so self-righteous. Like they could be like, yo, I'm, I'm out for good. And these are the means to that end. Um, but, but, they, but in our eyes, in like the audience's eyes, their means might not be right or just, but to them, it's, it's the way that it is. And the good guy, then who is the good guy? Cause they, dude, every, every good, there's no all saint. Like there's none. So even the good guy isn't full good. So is it a good guy in that situation or is it a good guy just in general? Like. I'm a good guy just the same way I am a woman. Like it's 100% sure, 100% sure. I don't know that. Um, so that's what I thought when I was watching Narcos. I'll, he also had a really dope line. Uh, he had, there's a, I really don't, I'm not going to spoil it because whatever happens to them happens to him um, and the show. But there's a moment where he has someone over his house and, and he says something along the lines of, I'm not a rich man. I'm a poor man who's rich. And that was such a bar to me when I heard it. I was like, oh, that's dope. I don't know if Pablo Escobar really said that, but the character did. Um, I thought that was such a bar. Uh, it's just, it, it all has to do with mental state. See, you would look at him and be like, yo, that's a rich guy. We look at Jay-Z like, oh, he's over here. We look at Oprah like, oh, he's over here. We don't know who they are to themselves or who who they see themselves as in in life and in, in where they stand. Again, it's all audience perspective. Like, it's all who, what we say they are. Like, uh, Cole has this in Born Center. It's like an interlude. Uh, Mo Money. And he's like, dude, there's... He's talking about the people that have, like, like money, money. He's like, I don't know if he referenced oil or something. He's like, I'm talking that oil money. Um, and then people that would laugh if they had coal money, like if they had his money, cause we think coal is rich or we think all these rappers or actors are rich. And there's always going to be someone that's even richer than that fool that he thinks, yo, I'm not rich because that is rich. It's different standards, different stuff we set apart. We set to hold us apart or to categorize into things. This went totally to the left. So I'm going to stop right here. I do have a life hack to give you because it's getting cold outside in the world. And then in L.A., it's getting weird outside because it was cloudy as shit. Damn. Cussed again. It was cloudy and then it's still hot, but it was like 100,000 degrees two days ago. And it was, it's raining this afternoon. Like it's all everywhere. So chances are you can get sick. Um. But I saw these cool life hacks that I had to share that have to do with getting sick. So one, if you have a cough, don't buy. And this is good for me because I hate medicine. Don't buy cough medicine. Drink pineapple juice. Pineapple juice is 500% more effective in relieving your cough than cough syrup. So drink some pineapple juice, my friend. Also, oh... This one's a good one. I wrote them down. If you have an itchy throat, which I hate having an itchy throat, I would I would prefer like runny nose, sneezing to an itchy throat. Ugh. If you have an itchy throat and you scratch your ear, that'll help you out. Because I guess scratching your ear triggers uh, something in your throat that can help relieve that. Pfft. Right? 
He's still not paying anything for medicine, which is good. And also have one for hiccups. I don't know. Granted, I'm, I don't know if these work, but I saw them online. So it has to be true, right? Um, if you put your fingers in your ear, when you have the hiccups, if you put your fingers in your ears for like a couple minutes, not a couple minutes, for a little bit, it could help relieve your, it could help relieve your, your hiccups. I saw another one too for hiccups. So if that one doesn't work, uh, if you hold your breath and swallow three times, I don't know if you can do that, if it's possible, but I saw that it's a life hack and that can relieve your hiccups. So those are, see, isn't that cool? So if you're feeling sick, just remember that. Uh, For hiccups, you know what's crazy? There's this, I hope I can explain this one, right? So one day I had the hiccups and my sister told me, say fish. And I said fish and the hiccup went away. And then I was like, wait, what the heck? Why did this hiccup go away? And she's like, I don't know. This girl in my class I had the hiccup and another girl was had the hiccups and another girl was like, yo, tell her to say hiccup. I tell her, stupid, tell her to say fish. And my sister did. And then the other girls, um, the other girls hiccups went away. It's crazy. But and see, the thing is, this is where it's like, is it magic comes in? Because you can't tell yourself to say fish. It has to be somebody else that tells you. So, like, you can't have the hiccups and just say fish. Like, someone else, like, it's more so when you want to help someone else. They have the hiccups, you say, yo, say fish. And they'll say fish and it goes away. Just try, like, (laughs) I don't know if someone ever is around you has hiccups, try that. It's crazy because it it worked. And it worked on me and there's stories that it worked on other people. So, just throwing that out there. Um I believe in magic, so it might be that too. It might be like an abracadabra type phrase. Now to get disgusted, all right? You ready? <sighs> so it's like, hey, maybe I should talk about news or like current events or something that's like, like not just me rambling. <laughs> so I went online, yay. And like the first story that I saw was that in 2017, uh, the first human head transplant is going to happen like like doctors in china are going to do this head transplant on somebody that volunteered for it and then at first i'm thinking like damn like somebody's whole face is going to be on someone somebody else's whole face like that's that's crazy but i guess okay so this guy that that volunteered for it he has like a severe case of hold on let me get it right i ain't gonna fuck this up He has Wording-Hoffman disease, a rare and severe form of spinal muscular atrophy. Atrophy. Damn, I fucked it up. I said I wasn't going to. Um, he ha- So he- basically his whole, like his body is bad, right? He can't move or, so he doesn't have that. So they're going to put his head on somebody else's body. A whole new body, bro. And I was thinking about that because I also saw this article on Vice. I like a lot of Vice's um, articles. They're always, like, different. It's not like the regular hip-hop or music or 
type article. It was like some real like journalistic stuff. And excuse me, what caught my attention, and I haven't stopped thinking about this one. I saw it like months ago, but it's an article, and it like the name of it was uh, "The Little Girl Who Will Live Forever." And I read it, and it's a it's a little girl. I want to say she was no no older than seven, but she had like. She had something really, uh, her brain, I don't don't know if it was cancer, it probably was, that wouldn't go away in her brain. And her parents are doctors. So her parents, like, tried every every, uh, procedure they could and tried to save her. And there was even moments where, like, they thought they got her and good again, but then she would just fall right back into it. Like, she just started deteriorating. And... Her parents decided that they were going to freeze her. Now, like, I thought, like, I know freezing happened. Like, Futurama is based on freezing. And, like, there's the rumors, like, Disney was frozen. But I didn't know it was, like, some real, real stuff. That was just, like, some, like, science fiction type stuff. Like, but, and what they do is... I guess, and then I read into like the whole process of freezing and just what this, where she, I don't know if it's, if it's only uh, for sick people, but there's this, this process happens and they freeze people that have an illness or are suffering from something that has no cure right now. And they freeze themselves and they freeze them in hopes that later on in the future that when there is a cure for whatever they have, they can they can bring them back to life and then cure them with whatever cure they figure out, right? That's eerie as shit. Okay, can I just say first before I go on that I'm going to stop uh, not trying to cuss because it's just not going to happen. We're having a conversation. I'm not, I don't not cuss in conversations. All right, so. Back to the back to the topic. Yeah, so they freeze people that are going through something in order to when they come back to life, uh, they can cure them. Not even knowing, like this is all based on like faith and science too because not even knowing if they can bring them back to life because they haven't even tried to bring one of these people back to life. Uh, so th- this is just before I really died, like before they died, like... I guess the little girl was on her deathbed. So then they're like, okay, let's do it. Let's freeze her. And the process is crazy too. In in the process, they drain all her blood. Like all, they drained all the little girl's blood. And this is the, what they do to people that go through with this. They have not, nothing in her body. And then they fill her veins with a type of, I don't know why I keep thinking of like antifreeze, like in a car, like it's some, some liquid like that, right? They they put that the, into her all of her veins, and um, I think with with older people, with like bigger adults, they have to chop off their head, and with her, they didn't. Um, and then they take him in, oh no, and then they take him into a lab. And then they, like, 
have their brain removed from their body and is kept in like really like because this is the stuff that you think just goes on in like the sci-fi films right um basically like in a jar frozen and then body's frozen too and i'm thinking about that and it's just like okay so she's frozen so see the thing is she didn't die die like she didn't die in real life and these people that get frozen don't die in real life like they don't go through the like heart stopped or whatever but they go through this process which would be them dying but i guess since they didn't go through it since they didn't i guess you're just like on sleep mode you're not shut down on a computer you know like you're just on sleep mode but it's like they have them on sleep mode for who knows how many years and it's just like this company that that does this to people and her parents are going to freeze themselves too. Like they're going to, they're planning to do it to themselves too. So that like whenever she finds a cure, they can be, be brought back to life. And um, then like they can start their lives again in whatever time it is. Isn't that is all so crazy to me. And in this article, they talk about just that whole system of just freezing and, and um, all of that and how, uh, they don't want that too much out in the open, which is basically what I'm doing right now, because people will want to do it that don't necessarily have these issues or just want to do be in that. I want to live forever type stuff, which. Which something like I remember when I was little or uh, I used to pray every night. I grew up Catholic and I used to do all my prayers. And then at the end of all my prayers, I would do like our father, Hail Mary, Holy Mary, um, glory my god probably like seven or eight different recitals of of prayers and then i would ask god to let me live for a thousand years and then i would say thank you amen and then i would do my prayers again and then i would ask god to let my sister live for a thousand years and then do that again and then like literally i do that every night like go through all my family and and do all my prayers and and say that at the end of it it's a child's way of thinking, I guess. Uh, but then I know there are people that would be like, yo, if I had a chance to like prolong life, I would do it, right? But that's that's scary. That's then kind of messing. Because what if, because then I start thinking, like what if she wasn't meant, that little girl, like that little girl was meant to pass away now, right? Erin this time. She wasn't meant for that time later on when they revive her. Uh, or maybe was she, was she meant to, to go through this here and then also be alive whenever she gets revived? If that even is possible, like they're really just in the hopes that one, a cure for whatever she has gets found and two, that they can revive these little, this little girl along with all the other people. She's the youngest. Okay. So that's what it was. She's the youngest to have done this. Because other people have done this. Um, But she's the youngest to have gone through this process. Uh, Okay. I'm sorry if that disgusted you. It just Well, I guess just no. It kind of made... It gave me like that ball in the pit of my stomach. Just thinking about death. 
And then, th- you know, about like how they have to decapitate you and take out your brain and put you in a. I'm trying to make you disgusted at this point. Um, <laughs> but if it didn't, then you have a strong stomach or you've probably seen some other crazy stuff. So I guess uh, congratulations on having a strong stomach and passing my uh, Are You Disgusted Yet test. <laughs> I have a strong stomach, by the way, which isn't a good thing. It's not a good thing. The only time I ever threw up in my whole life was when I was a little girl. I had uh, food poisoning from bad ceviche. I remember we're, we're at the dinner table and my dad thought I was just fronting because I was like, my stomach hurts. I feel bad or whatever. He thought I was just lying because I didn't want to eat dinner which is like kid stuff that kids do. And he like sent me to my room, but I was really hurting. Like my stomach really hurt. So then he gave me um, tea of, of yerba buena, which is uh, mint. And I took one sip of it. And like, I remember telling, trying to tell him like, I feel like a bee stung me like in my stomach. I was trying just to get the, get out, get that out. But as I'm doing so, so like, See, oh, this is gonna disgust you. So, so the throw up was coming out, and so I couldn't, I couldn't finish explaining before I just like started barfing, and that's the only time I ever threw up in my life, which is bad because okay, you know how like you get drunk, and they say if you throw up, it'll help you feel better. That can't happen. I'm just gonna always feel like crap because I don't have the throw up in me. Well, just won't come out, and. <laughs> This is for everyone that thinks I'm sexy out there. Let's talk about throw up. Um, <laughs> and and like when I get uh, stomach flu, you know, it makes you throw up, right? It, it won't me. I just feel like super crap in like in my stomach. It'll just feel so bad. So, yeah, it's not it's not a it's not a perk to have a strong ass stomach. Um, but aren't those stories crazy? Don't mess with life, guys. It's just it's just wild. Like we really try to play God sometimes, not sometimes. A lot of times, it's bad. Um, I did want to bring up a song lyric because it's also in my head. And I went to yoga for the first time this week, and the lady told me, well, at the end of the class, she was just talking like on some spiritual stuff. Like, yo, if you feel like God's just God talks to us through signs. We're never going to expect like a straightforward answer, like came to me in a dream. Granted, that might happen, but don't expect that. Just um, learn to recognize and observe the signs that are around you. Um, and so uh, a rap line from J. Cole keeps coming into my head. Uh, I know it's on Friday Night Lights. It's on that tape. And he says, he says, because either you play the game or the game plays you. And you end up being that broke motherfucker talking about I stay true. So he said this line. And at the time, I was like, damn, like, because it's kind of like it's that we hear it all the time. Like, play the game. Gotta, you got to fake it till you make it. Play the game. Before it plays you or whatever. And then when he kind of goes into or be that drunk motherfucker or be that broke motherfucker talking about I stay true. Like basically all the real people don't make it. It's how I took it. And I was like, damn. Like this line's this line's dope, but this line sucks at the same time. It's saying like, yo, you gotta be like, you gotta turn into like the bad to to progress in it. 
Because if you stay the good, which would be authentic and what we want to be and real and all that, then you'll be broke. You won't make it. I remember I was like, damn, that sucks. Like, because I take these, I take these words for, I take these words and I give him a lot of value. I just, I hold, I hold a lot, especially Cole. Like I take his words his, and they mean a lot to me. So when he says that, and it's crazy because it was around the time that I was Ricky at the other station. I'm like, all right, it kind of, it, it helped in a bit. Like, okay, so there's a reason why I'm playing this game like this. Like, I gotta, I gotta use the fake name. I gotta run it the way that they want me to run it or else like, like pretend I'm away when I'm not really that way. Like, I gotta do that in order to, because I don't want to be that broke girl saying, yo, I stay true to myself, right? Ugh. And what I would ask Cole now is if he still means what he wrote. Because a lot of times they write out of certain certain times in their life. And that was still around the time. Because see, then afterwards, like after after that, that Friday Night Lights drop, clearly it was supposed to be the album. His debut didn't happen. Um, and they, pushed, they kept pushing it back. So he dropped this free album. And then his debut ended up being Sideline Story. And... That actually ended up being a project. He says that he was very um, uninspired and and not his clearly not his best work to him, and it was him trying to be something he wasn't. And then the next album was Born Sinner, where he kind of, in the interviews for Born Sinner, admitted how admitted how Sideline Story was what it was. It wasn't what he wanted. For himself, it was what he thought other people wanted of him. So then I think was was that line subject to that too? Was this either you play the game and watch the game, play you and be that broke motherfucker talking about I stayed true? Was that line then a part of the let me be the way that they want me to be? Or does he really mean that line? Like, does he still mean that line today? I'll ask him one day. Because I hope he doesn't, to be honest with you. <laughs> all right let's see what else let's see what else oh you know what else i did i i went on my phone and i have like a bunch of different a bunch of different music in my playlist in my library so i did this thing called faith which is basically i just scroll down my library i put it I put it so where it just has all the songs listed and then I scroll down and then I scroll up and then I scroll down and then I click and whatever song plays is the song that I listen to. So I did that in regards to let's talk about one of the songs and the the song it landed on was Travis Scott's uh, Drugs You Should Try It, which is a great song. Um, and the first thing that popped in my head when I thought of drugs, you should try it. Cause I'm not, I'm not weathered in drugs. I mean, I did weed like one time for Tupac's birthday, and I had like a not so good trip. So I was like, I don't even. I I know their parts not called the trip or whatever when you're on weed. So shows you how 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 into drugs I am. But when I was, I don't think I've ever told people about this. But when um when I was in school. My friends used to do, I think I was in middle school. My friends used to get air fresheners. I hope you don't try this. 
my friends used to get air fresheners and they used to uh like smoke like inhale the fumes and it would get them like this weird like they would get them high and i did it <laughs> and it literally stops you like from doing anything you're just like in a like a uh, state which thinking back i don't know why people would do it but when i was in that state literally like my like i just i just was like out of this world like i wasn't here like i was just it's funny because like in my head two orbs formed like it was like two just yellow orb balls things and i was just like focused on these things and i was like oh my god like this is what life is made of like i don't know if i was seeing atoms or like a molecules but it was just two and then I, I was like seeing in my head I was seeing like the beginning of life like first it was just two and then they got together and then they made the third and then it multiplied and multiplied so weird so weird that then it turned into like chem like my tr my highs turned into chemistry and math like <laughs> that's how nerdy I was in school uh so that's what I think about when I think drugs, when I saw the, or when I played the song Drugs, you should try it. Um, but to go to Travis Scott, and he kind of also in the, he talks about it, there being a relationship in the, in the song. And it's like, sometimes we get like addicted to people, whether they're good for us or not good for us. We need them in our lives or think we are, are tied to them and feel like we need them in our life. And it's like Travis really touches on stuff like that. And I know a lot of people don't get him so much. And, and uh, I think he's meant for a certain time of your life. Because there's going to be a time where you need what he has, what he says in his music. Uh, and then it started, it had me start to kind of think of his kind of rap. And like Cuddy's kind of rap in the beginning. And like dark rap. Which would be like a sad or like a, though it's not it's not it's not necessarily like the shiny like look at my car look at my whip hey baby girl let me try to tell you this it's more so like dark and it's necessary too because those are moments people have and when should those moments happen we ain't gonna be playing like best I ever had we can play this and it's I guess it just all comes from a state of we need somebody to understand us. And I feel a lot of the times that's why these people get uh, really, really, really big fan bases like a Cuddy. Cuddy to me was the first rapper um, in this era, in this like uh, Internet mixtape era that I was like, yo, I'm, gonna, I'm, a, I'm a soldier for this guy. He talks about how lonely he was. Like, and especially at the time where he came, when he came up, like he came up at the same time, like a Drake or a Wale came up and Drake had like the girls locked down. Like that's what he rapped about. Uh, Wale was on his kick game and like, like on the lifestyle and Cuddy was more introspective. Cuddy was like, yo, I feel alone as fuck right now. Yo, I don't know who my friends are. Like, like stuff like that. And, and, and you can tie into that sometimes or like, even if you can't like, there's there's more people that are doing the other kind of rap than are doing this kind of rap. So like when this person comes along, like he he's in the pickings of what you can have. Um, 
and you gravitate to somebody that gets you on that level. I think that's why a lot of people ride for Cuddy. Still, that were fans from day one. And will put a, or like, follow him even through this state that he's going into kind of different kinds of rap and music. And is it even rap still? But Cuddy does that. I think Travis does that too. Travis is super good. Travis has this song on, um, on Al Farrell. Damn. I hate that I don't remember the title. But in it, he's just like, man, I can't. I can't wait just to shit on you. <laughs> and it's just, I remember listening to it uh, at the gym in my old crib. And I was like, yeah. Like I was thinking about somebody and I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to shit on them. And it's like, it goes. You always have that person, whether it's an ex or it's like someone that's doubted you or it's someone you don't like or it's somebody that just doesn't believe in you and and you're just like man I can't wait just to shit on you. It's 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 cool. Like it's the way to like get my money, right? You need that. And that's why like I I really I really like Travis. For his music and for the place that he holds, it's necessary. Okay, I think I've ran out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> I think I pre- I took you through a little roller coaster today. Disgusted the heck out of you. Talk some hip hop. That's good. And gave you some life hacks. See? Yo, I honestly has still have the mindset that nobody listens. So if I make a fool of myself and you meet me or you see me or you talk to me or you tweet me or whatever, just take it easy on me. Don't just be like, yo, you're you're weird. Stop. Just be like, yo, you're uh, different. <laughs> Thank you guys. And I don't even know how to say bye for real. This is something people get mad at me in real life for. Uh, let, let's say we're at a party, right? Uh, or like I'm at, I'm at a friend's house or I don't know. Like I feel so weird about about saying of dismissing myself of saying like bye or I'm leaving. Like I'll just slip out and then they'll text me like, hey, where'd you go? And I'll be like, oh, I left. But it's like, oh, oh, I always get the thanks for saying bye. But it's something in me. I feel so anxious that I don't want to say I don't want to say peace. Like I don't want to say bye. I don't know if you have that or if it's just some weird thing that I go through. And I literally can't explain what it is. Like, I'll just dip out of things just for fear of just calling to calling attention to myself and saying peace. Um, so it takes a lot when I do say bye. Like, I literally will just would prefer kind of rather like just slipping out and then later being like, oh, hey, I left. <laughs> then like, hey, bye, 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 bye. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's an ism of me. So I say that to say bye. <laughs>